world-class athletes, great coaches, what do they do when they're at their best? We don't take no for an answer. We don't take no for an answer. We don't take no for an answer. Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. We're going to get him on the run, boys. Once we get him on the run, we're going to keep him on the run. And then we're going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop until we get across that goal line. Now you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Hey everybody, what's going on? My name is Brett Bartholomew and welcome to the first episode of the Art of Coaching podcast. This is probably as interesting for you to hear as it is me, or at least surprising at the very least, because not only have I never wanted to do a podcast, but I have been vehemently against them due to the oversaturation of them over the years. Uh, but you know, when talking to many of you and having more discussions about coaching, leadership, management, training, you know, it, it's something that kind of reinvigorated my passion of, of really being able to look deeper at things that previously go unnoticed, not only in elite sport and coaching in general, but in the wider range of things. Again, whether that's management, whether that's teaching, I mean, we have to consider that coaching is all those things. People typically think of the word coaching and they think that you have to work with an athlete. But a big reason that I wanted to make this podcast is because coaching is leadership, it's management, it's teaching, it's listening, it's communication. There's so many things that apply here. And uh, many of you who have supported my book, Conscious Coaching, throughout the last year and a half have reached out and told me all different ways that you've used that, whether that's physical therapists, whether that's high school counselors. And this podcast is really going to be a way that we can continue to expand those discussions. You know, there's a lot of leadership books out there that talk about kind of idealistic leadership practices that are really married in the concepts of empathy, but often divorced from reality when you get to the nitty gritty of it. And so, you know, this podcast is going to dive into some of those topics. Additionally, this is not a podcast just for strength and conditioning coaches. Sure, we'll talk about performance, but we're also going to talk about conflict resolution. We're going to talk about communication strategies, uh, a lot of things that really go into what it takes to build buy-in with people. Um, you know, and buy-in is a topic that in and of itself, especially since the book has released, been released, that a lot of times people want to run with their own narrative. But in my book, Conscious Coaching, if, if you recall or if you haven't read it, I talk about the term buy-in, and this is certainly how we're going to use it on this podcast going forward, is synonymous with trust. And that's going to be a big topic of, of this podcast as well. What goes into trust? Uh, how is buy-in gained and lost? Uh, you know, what are the realities of it? What have we been sold in the past about these things? And, and maybe just like when we used to use antiquated training strategies, you know, what have we done from a leadership standpoint that maybe we haven't looked at closely enough? So again, the goal with the Art of Coaching podcast is to cover a wide range of topics. Uh, I'm a big believer that those who are the best at what they do focus intensely on their trade. That's to be sure. But they also focus upon the many seemingly unrelated things that influence it. So again, you do not have to be a strength and conditioning coach for this stuff to take hold. I'm simply a strength coach. That's my background. Um, it, but this is going to apply, you know, ubiquitously. Just 
I was reading a book the other week and it was from the, a CEO of a major hotel chain. And when I read that stuff, I don't think, wow, this is only applicable if I own a hotel. That stuff, it just takes a little bit of creativity, a little bit of reflection to extract all those lessons. So, you know, talking about the leadership side of things for a minute, because again, even that term can be ambiguous. What we're really going to look at a lot over the, the course of this podcast is embracing the gray area. There are so many people in performance, and I, I'm just as guilty as anybody else that like to look for black and white answers. Hey, what's, what's the best way to do this? What's the best way to do that? And in the midst of all this debate, we really forget about the context of things. You know, when we think of leadership, the most important term you want to consider is being adaptable. And if you want to define that or look at that in another way, being flexible and adaptive from a leadership standpoint really comes from finding innovative ways to deal with new problems, opportunities. Uh, But not only that, also the types of decisions and actions needed uh, for effective leadership, we have to consider may not always be consistent with the traditional roles and expectations in an organization. Uh, one thing I talk about in my online course at artofcoaching.com, it's called Bought In, is that you know the authoritarian and authoritative leadership styles have both won throughout history. We've seen people like John Wooden do a tremendous job at, at his level. I mean, he's a legend in the game of coaching. We've also seen Bobby Knight who threw chairs, choked people. Um, so even when we look at leadership strategies akin to training strategies, there's no one best. You always have to think of the context. You need to think of your colleagues. You need to think of the organizational culture and, and really what's comprised that. You need to think of the situations, what the athletes have been used to, what they respond to. And I think that's where we've gotten in trouble over the years. We tend to bucket leadership into being this kind of warm, empathetic, highly organized role. And that's what's led to this, you know, hacks, productivity hacks. Oh, if you have checklists and if you have all these things and you just let people know you care, you know, you're going to be a great leader. Well, how many of you are in situations where that's not the case? How many of you have had to kind of, you know, go into that gray area and do things that were typically fairly uncharacteristic to your personality? in order to get somebody to buy in. And let me be clear, you being able to be flexible and adaptive is not you being inauthentic or not genuine. Um, that's the nature of, of what we do. We have to make sure that when we're working with people and trying to get them on the same page, that we can paint a clear picture. And in my case, not everybody's gonna relate to what they may see at you know a surface or, or superficial level. I'm Caucasian. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. I grew up in the suburbs. At face value, there's going to be a lot of people that you work with that think, hey, how can you relate to me? Uh, but if you've read my book, you'll also understand that I spent over a year of my life hospitalized, almost lost my life at a young age. During my first internship, my brother was stabbed by a cocaine dealer. Um, there are a lot of things that, you know, made it a little easier to bridge that gap to when talking to people from different backgrounds. And it's just a matter of how do we facilitate that conversation? How do we do it so it doesn't take away from the time, the small amount of time we have to train them, but that it's still impactful enough and personal enough that it bleeds into all other forms of communication when we're on the field, the pitch, or in the weight room. You know, building off of that for a moment, When I first wrote Conscious Coaching, my goal was to write a book that really illuminated the importance and timeliness of what I believed 
had become the lost art of interpersonal communication. Uh, and as some like to put it, that's the art of coaching. That's the bedrock of what this name, the name of this podcast and every endeavor I'll do from here for the foreseeable future will be based upon. But what I failed to recognize, and I'm going to tell you what I failed to recognize because I think it's really important that when we're choosing, uh, you know, sources who we're learning from, who we're communicating with, don't just go to people that, you know, tell you about their successes and everything. Oh, I knew that. Oh, years ago, I was saying that. Go to people that will tell you about their failures as well. So, you know, what I failed to recognize is that while I may have adequately reminded people of the importance surrounding the art of coaching within that book and, and everything I've done since, I didn't do a good enough job of laying out its role in the larger landscape of what we do. And really, I didn't also pay proper due to what eventually became one of the more popular aspects of the book, which is what I call the dark side of leadership. And if you haven't, if you're not familiar with kind of dark sided leadership strategies, that'll be an entire topic of a future podcast. And it's something I dive into again on my course bought in, you know, but dark sided leadership strategies just basically entail, you know, what, what we typically thought of as socially acceptable traits of great leaders. So charisma, empathy, all these kinds of things. And then, you know, looking at socially undesirable traits, Machiavellianism, narcissism, we tend to get them mixed up and think one's good, one's bad. And what the literature shows is that really, it depends where you're at. It depends who you're working with. And it's not about being, it's not about who you are as a person so much as what you do situationally that governs your effectiveness. I mean, that's the nature of a white lie. And, we, and we've all been there. You know, Machiavellianism is nothing more essentially than a love of strategy. But for anybody that's read The Prince, you know, by Niccolo Machiavelli, where that, where that trait got its namesake, people tend to think that if somebody's Machiavellian, that it's always for, you know, purposes of, of, of manipulating somebody or taking advantage of them. When in reality, it's, it's about power dynamics, which, at the end of the day, that's what leadership is about. So the idea of the dark sided leadership is, hey, you know, first of all, there's a difference between traits and behaviors. A dark sided trait is something that's inherent in you. So if you have a narcissistic trait, no matter the situation you're in, you're presenting elements of narcissism. If you have a narcissistic behavior, well, guys, that's no different than an athlete going up to the starting line at a track meet thinking he's one of the best in the world, the fastest that he's going to win. Um, you know, it's been discussed throughout. And I, I think even on, on one of Michael Gervais podcast episodes, he had somebody on that, that did a good job of essentially calling it super confidence. Now that might be whittled down and a little bit too simplistic. That's not exactly what a narcissistic trait is. Um, but all these are subclinical displays of, of what are classically called dark sided behaviors that really have uh, benefits situationally. You know, Theodore Roosevelt, one of the American presidents that is most well-renowned for, for much of his leadership and what he accomplished in office, he ranked tremendously high in traits of psychopathy, believe it or not, and narcissism. And we'll go into the definitions of these things in the future, but the point is, is that the coaching process itself, and when I say coaching, again, I'm talking about teaching, managing, guiding, counseling. So again, whether you're a lawyer, a counselor, a dentist, a true strength and conditioning coach, coaching's got a you know, wide ranging term uh, of what it means and what it entails. 
But the coaching process itself for far too long has been shrouded in ambiguity, obscurity, and complexity. You have everybody from media outlets, ghostwriters, sport coaches, people that do TED Talks in some cases, and even researchers have really commercialized the vocation of coaching and made it seem more about some kind of saccharine trust fall exercise or self-help manual as opposed to really, for any of you that have done it for a long time, the chaos-riddled voyage that it truly is. You know, I don't think a lot of us take stock or take enough stock in the joy of the knowledge that like our failures have brought us. I mean, how many times did you go out in the floor or how many times did you lead a meeting or how many times have you done any number of, of traditional leadership type things or coaching type roles when you thought you had it all figured out and everything just blew up in your face? Where are the people sharing those stories? Because I'm telling you, that's where a lot of value of this is. So on this podcast, some of these episodes will, will be myself kind of talking about a certain topic or a host of topics through questions that you guys send in. Uh, I, I'm not somebody that likes to write a lot. And I know there's irony in that given, given my book, Conscious Coaching and some of the follow-up activities, but I'd much rather interact with all of you. Um, then kind of sit and, and write. I, you know, I'm a kinetic person. I like to emote. I think that we're in a day and age now where this medium, an auditory or visual medium is, is much more efficient, um, than a written medium. It doesn't mean that I won't write in the future. It just means for me to write, I really have to have something that I want to sit on and say and, 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 and lock in for a period of time. And much like all of you, I have a busy schedule and this is a way for me to communicate to you guys very quickly, efficiently, more personally, which is critically important to me. Um, so some of these podcasts will be me and some of these will be me getting other coaches on. And, and again, by coach, it could be, you know, somebody that owns a mom and pop shop down the road from me that I think does an awesome job. I'm telling you, one of the most interesting people I've met in the past five years, and you might laugh at this and say, wow, you don't meet very many interesting folks, is a female barber that I first met when I moved to Atlanta. My wife and I moved to Atlanta about a year and a half ago. Not only did this woman like give one of the best like shaves, haircuts, everything I've ever had, but she could tell a story. And it was that storytelling that kept clients every day filling her chair. Her dad was a barber. If I remember the story correctly, he was an alcoholic. He basically taught her how to do a uh, straight razor shave like while he was holding a, a, a glass of scotch in one hand and the community loved him. And so here's this girl and she says, you know, he wasn't much of a father, grown woman now, you know, I believe she was in her late forties, early fifties, but um, she's like, he wasn't much of a father, but he could cut hair and man, is that a lost art today? And I think coaching's a lost art. So I want to get people like that. They can come here and, and, and tell us about their trade and their craft I'm also going to have you guys on. You know, I want to have everything from the casual listener because you're a part of this community now. You're a part of the art of coaching community. And I want to have other strength coaches on. So, you know, I hope in, in what really is, and I think you all agree, a really crowded ecosystem of podcasts, especially performance podcasts. I hope that you choose to take this journey with me and you see this as something that's truly unique, different, and hopefully far more personal. Um, because that's what I'm going to promise to bring you. I'm not perfect. Um, there's going to be a lot of things that I'll admit to being wrong about five, 10 years from now. Even, even now, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm not perfect. I never will be. But I promise to bring you every, things that are personal, 
practical and, and truly honest, and not only for myself, but from other folks. And we're going to explore this topic for, for weeks and months to come. And that topic, one thing I want you to keep in your mind that's just going to be kind of the, uh, you know, what hangs over this podcast in a good way, an underlying theme or underpinning theme is great coaching isn't that clean. It's not. It's not as clean as we make it. I don't understand what our obsession with trying to make it seem like it is. Like it's just a matter of reading books, going to conferences, being a great example, and hey, everything's going to work out for you. The art of coaching's goal is to really dive into the messy part of our field and lock in what it means to be great at the art of coaching, what it means to respect the craft, what it means to bring back true mentorship to a field that is a socially driven endeavor. It's it's phenomenal that we've got all this technology and all these unique ways to advance our training, but coaching is socially driven and that is never, ever, ever going away. And a lot of it is because coaches, leaders, managers, you know, we, we, we crave control. And in the world of human performance, whatever that means to you, again, whether it's elite sport, managing a big company, small company, teaching, what have you, in the world of elite human performance, predictability isn't a reality. People are the ultimate, ultimate performance variable. And although motivational gurus will claim that great coaching is positivity and enthusiasm, that's not what it is. It's messier. A couple other things, you know, this podcast is really not going to get into kind of the clickbait polemic arguments. This isn't going to be a place where we down talk other people or professionals. Um, will we be critical of practices? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, but most of all, we're going to be critical of our own. And we're really going to look at this stuff from a self-reflective standpoint of open, honest sharing, what's gone wrong, what's gone right. Uh, you can expect not to hear any kind of hackneyed approaches. Um, you know, we're not going to go over things that are overused or lacking in significance. So I want to hear from you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Brett B. That's two T. So again, coach uh, underscore Brett B. Or you can email info at art of coaching and shoot me topics you want to hear about. And this can be completely anonymous. So I could care less if you come up with a fake account. But let me know what you're tired of hearing on podcasts. Let me know what art of coaching means to you. And let's dive in a little bit more deeply. So this is the intro podcast. Again, I want to make sure that the mission's clear. I want to invite you guys to join me. I think that we're going to discuss some really unique, great things. Uh, and it's going to get personal. It's going to get messy. Um, but I promise it's also going to bring a lot of different, uh, a lot of diverse insight, things that you guys can apply on the job and in your personal lives day to day. If you want to learn more, you guys can go to artofcoaching.com. I do have another round of my course coming out. Um, October 17th through the 21st is where the enro- and when the enrollment's going to be open. Again, October 17th through the 21st. The course is called Bought In. It dives heavily into the psychology aspect of coaching and communication. Uh, it's got printed notes. It's got manuals. For those of you that have read my book, Conscious Coaching, it has got a complete archetype guide and manual. Um, it's got a, a complete printable guide of influence tactics, all peer-reviewed, research-backed that we're going to discuss. And all these things are printable. Um, it is CEU approved. So those of you that are strength coaches or physical therapists that are listening in, it is CEU approved for 1.5 CEUs through the NSCA. And more, more uh, are, are coming in, in regards to organizations that are going to support that 
but I'd highly recommend you guys check it out. Um, it's really going to be the backbone of, of a lot of this podcast moving forward. And again, I hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for joining me. It's going to be a heck of a ride. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.